0: Hello, and welcome to the 2020 team wrap-up for Team Novak. Lee Woodward here, internal trainer, and with our leader, Mr. Mark Novak. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you, Lee. Now, you have no idea where I'm about to go, but I think 2020 has been a massive year of growth, vision, multimedia. But I want to just reflect on the year for a moment. In a lot of the sessions we did this year, we looked at digital introductions, price updates. We did our paper-based listing systems. We did some phenomenal work around words and we've got some webinars and audios and great things shared. But for all our agents on board now listening in property management and sales, it's important that we've got the information, but activating this and bringing it into the actual workplace in your game, not just once but consistently, is really what this is all about. Mark, for you in 2020, what were some of the highlights of the great things the team did that you were really proud of in implementation?
1: I think COVID was probably the thing that I was proudest of on how our team and we all reacted.
0: Well, as we all know, it was crazy. And I know being here from that property management day when we had to Do the voice recordings, get them out to all the landlords. And, you know, a key thing I remember in that time was we're not going to negotiate with the tenant. We're here to collaborate with the tenant. Yeah. It's our job to protect the asset and we will do everything we can to get you the greatest outcome. You know, that was the signal and the message that went to our landlords at that time. But for all of us listening to this, don't lose that moment. That one dialogue was used once. That should be part of your game now in the sales arena what was something there that was been a standout for you that you know went to marketplace, being used well, needs to be repeated in twenty one?
1: I think that we used our internal conversations that we were having one to one. We projected them externally from one to a hundred. And I think we learned to do that really well um as a sales team. So you know Glenn and Lisa and you know, different the office, uh, you know, all, all had their unique way of getting out to their tribe. But I think with they, we've realised
0: that um we've got a really good tool there that we can get out to the marketplace. Well, the marketplace has been stimulated and activated by massive multimedia. There's no doubt about that. It's a daily thing, sometimes six, seven times a day. But I often wonder, you know, is one of our strengths or things that we need to do in 21 is to... Get closer to the established client database, make sure they're still living in the property that we sold them to or where they've moved to if they were a previous vendor of ours, get them on a price update. And as each of us as agents know exactly the number of book of business we have, meaning, you know, someone might think they've got 635 established clients, it's actually 480 as the leakage has been enormous. And it felt to me in a lot of the conversations with the agents, we've had a big focus on chasing strangers into a possible chance, but maybe not super glued ourselves to the established client. Yep. What would you like to see the team do with that?
1: We've been at the forefront of digital absolute champions, and I think it's probably for 2021, it's enough. If we maintain consistently what we've done in the last 12 months into the next 12 months, I think that's that's a beautiful place to be. And then I think you know, established clients is just is you know looking inwards. Um, I think some of the guys in the meetings mentioned looking inwards really important. Working with those guys that we that we love, that know us. You know, everyone has their own individual tribe as well. Working on your own tribe, I think it's going to be really beneficial going into the new year. So I think I think we've set ourselves up. Well, and I think our friends, family, and clients have looked at how we've operated in the hardest times that we've ever had in our lives, personally and as a business. And I think a lot of people are sort of proud of that. So I think landlords realise we've protected the asset. You know, our sellers realise that we can continue to work hard through a very trying time. Uh, I think those benefits are going to come from that
0: as well. So we just got to yeah stay sticky with those guys. So a confirmed action is, and we've discussed this for all agents listening, let's get every established client on the price update. A reminder that every six months we're updating it. We're going to give them the surrounding sales. That allows us to be notified when they open it, when they reopen it. If they want to book an appraisal, they have a direct channel to you as a marketplace now. And we're going to know our book of business. And I think this should definitely be a Novak commitment as a professional agent that If anyone was to say, so how many is in your book of business? 432, 685, because they're the advocates that bring in new business. One advocate pre-sold referral is worth 100 phone calls in a time when people aren't speaking to you the way they did. And I think in lead generation, alongside our social chances buyer seller management, that nails us for lead gen. Mark, let's move on to lead conversion. Uh, We talked this year about the listing conversation. We had some great words with lib mode, sell mode, uh, vendor involvement was used, asking great questions to the owner. We also spoke about listing questions create connections or questions get answered, statements get judged. These are all great things we've learned, but I often fear they evaporate in the session that's ended to, we're going in 21, let's bring this forward. We should be listening to this particular audio as a recharge to everything we've done because we, we've invested the time, we've had the conversations. Every one of you know you need a commitment list. You've texted that through to me. I'm reviewing that. But will you live up to your own brochure and your commitment list or is it back to the way you did it? Like We're coming in after the restart now. You guys have learnt so much from COVID, but play it forward. Take it into 21 and really benefit from it. And, Mark, one of those things in the listing conversation now was us taking a different angle in the technique and it was discussed today in detail about don't just present to the owner interview the owner find out how they feel and what they want to do and why novak was an attraction but using the interview angle to win business is totally different to just selling all the time yeah what did you like from the listing work this year as we discussed the listing conversation with the team what did you take away from it all from the listing, the listing system, and yep. the listing conversations that we had of going into the lounge room, and although we've got visuals, having different conversations.
1: Yeah, I think you know certainly with this with this with the new business guys, uh, whether 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 it's rental or sales, I think it's not a one size fits all. I think one thing that we've changed this year is we've customized to you know reps individually, you know with with the way they're presenting to clients. And I think that they are, you know, that one touch has been a big change for us as well. So actually going out rather than going out on two different appointments to deliver information, we're delivering so much more, an enormous amount of explosive information so quickly to the client, more than we've ever um, given them, faster than we've ever given them, straight up, and uh, for them to make a balanced decision on. You know, we've, we've generally taken longer and had less information, and that's I think we've that's exploded. So I, I think for, as a as a consumer, it's a big win for the people that are selling or choosing an agent because they got so much information so fast to make that decision, and that's something that we've done as, as a team.
0: What was the lessons, good and bad, around pre market, off market, digital? You know, getting our signalling right to the consumer so they understand what we're doing and how we do it. Because yes, we do a lot of private treaty, but we had some massive success at auction, which you know completely shifted the needle from off market to on market to explosive market. To you know, there was a great blend of signals. But what was your pick up as a leader throughout this year of understanding how we send those signals?
1: Oh, there's understanding how we send those signals. There was the clarity around those signals because they're new signals, but. Certainly that I remember sitting with everyone, all of everyone, everyone in the sales team about 18 months ago and we all sat down around table. We all identified there was an issue. Is it pre-marketing? Is it off market? Is it pre-market? But there's something there, something there that was never there before. It's so much so that everyone was very passionate about it to talk about it and to find a solution for it. We sort of agreed that it was a work in progress solution, but Yeah, you're right. This year's had a lot of clarity around pre-market. And, um, we had conversations with the real estate institute president on live about it, having a go at her, having a go at Lisa, Lisa having a go at me. It was a really good banter between all of us. We sort of agreed that, yeah, again, it's still work in progress, but the one thing that was, was nailed this year was a nail was put right through off market. It's sort of become a dirty word now and that pre-market has been endorsed by people like realestate.com and Domain to, to identify that that is a significant chunk of what the way people are transacting and if we look at the numbers that we're transacting, yes, it's more than ever but it's also, it's being done in a different nature via pre-market. Yeah, you're that's a big swing. That's a real big swing.
0: And I think we're still learning right now to bring back an old-fashioned word. It's sort of like pre-advertising, and what we're really doing is... it's still advertising. It's still advertising, because what we're doing now, and maybe a new word for this conversation, which will continue on in 21, because the great thing is we've got a new conversation. But if I was to say to you now, Mr. Novak, I want to list the property this evening and put it to our instantaneous market, and our instantaneous market is social. It's our registered people in that price range but I can instantaneously connect with these people within one text, one email, one post and see what results we get before any other promotions are engaged that may require other funding. Are you okay for me to go with an instantaneous marketing campaign now and come back to you with a promotional campaign later once I've had time to investigate the buyer engagement level? What do you think about that? Yeah,
1: we we word that as traditional and non-traditional, because what's in an owner's mind for non traditional is very clear. It's newspaper, it's realestate.com, it's domain, it's emails, it's SMSs, but it still requires, it's there's a level of, of, of production that has to go into getting that ready. Moving over to non-traditional, something that we found that to be very interesting there is the amount of, yes, it's instant, but it took an entire lifetime to build up that tribe of who it's actually going out to. So the people that, that you're communicating to on non-traditional media are probably the biggest traditionalists of your brand. So, you know, Angelo Gutzios, who who is in a band, uh, who has two kids, has a, a, a huge family in a Greek community, He could never really communicate to those guys via the traditional newspaper. You know, they didn't know what a good operator he was in the, you know, that side of Sydney. So now they do from non-traditional media. So non-traditional media and traditional media, I, I think it's, there's a really big delineation between that now. I think you could argue to say it's probably more core than it ever has been to the person, to the brand of that person to the
0: brand. And we're learning about this every single day. Obviously, Lisa's had a phenomenal year and a learning year. Lisa's had a lot of learns this year. What was your observation of her breakthroughs? Uh, trial and error.
1: You know, she went through... Uh, give it a go. Give it a go. Uh, and when we're talking trial, we're talking serious volume, serious work, serious trial to say, nah it didn't work or, yes, it did work. So I think inch by inch she's moved in her direction from these trials and tribulations and a beautiful direction it's proven to be, you know, like it's been fundamentally built on good principles because you can see the results. And if you, you know, you could maybe, if it wasn't, you'd say crazy scientist, but, you know, to be having those sort of results, those sort of numbers, that many happy clients, uh, you could
0: only say that, yeah, that was, I'd say, yeah. What was the question again? Her learns from it, and the trial error was great. Lisa wasn't fearful to give it a go, and if we stuff it, so what? Yeah, uh, Finding your own groove. I was speaking about this with James today, like, don't know it all too well. Let this thing breathe for a moment, And the, yeah, but I think awesome. a big thing that came up today was, what does a great day look like? What are your commitments? How are you feeling your commitments? Every one of us has commitments. You've got a com- commitment to put food on the table. You've got a commitment to pay your bills, your mortgages. You've also got a commitment back at work to fulfill your career highlights and your career commitments that you need to do. Hard question for you, Mark, but as a leader, I go through this with my own team where personally I think they're on track they're off track they lack commitment, they've got commitment, they go up and down and that's just the human race. What commitment levels or what commitment moments would you like to see the team take on for 21 that progresses their life? I think there's a
1: beauty in boring. Lisa and I often call it walking the grey line. And I think, you know, years in marriage or years in, in work, work marriage, uh, or years with your kids, there's a really beautiful, you know, thing out of that. And I think, um, to blow it up and start again is also quite beautiful. I think that you've got to choose what you love and just keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. Angelo's a perfect example of that where he will have his his work, he'll have his family and then he'll have his craziness, his passion, his love also in other things as well so you know he he in travel or whatever that may be so he's juggling so many things but he's keeping three things very constant walking that gray line so to as a team environment You know, it's very hard to have that patience of learning and that discipline a bit like Karate Kid, you know, like wipe on, wipe off, wipe on, wipe off. And, you know, you can challenge yourself where it may, it will get boring and it may get boring because you're almost like a drone walking that grey line. You can spice things up in so many ways by keeping that thing constant and staying sexy to your customer and your partner and stuff like that. So I think part of our ride that we do is, you know, it was part of me blowing things up in January and, uh, you know, I I turned around and said, fuck, you know, it was the January before actually and then we did it again. But, you know, it was part of just blowing up normal to feel a little bit on the edge and to do something but still keeping work consistent, still keeping family life consistent but just just jumping on a bike for 500 kilometres in five days, it was just insanity. Different noise. I needed it, you know, but I still walked that grey line. So that's, I think, you know, the the lesson ahead into into 2021 is, you know, still walk that grey line and fuck, have some fun. Pick your side to have some fun with and don't, don't feel guilty about buying that car or taking that holiday or buying those clothes or whatever you, whatever, however you get your rocks off, don't feel guilty about
0: it. So Mark, looking at, 2021, yeah. on your focus list, what's things, and a leader's focus list is very different because it's got to improve the lives of others, but what's on your mind, what do you want to bring to the team members as the business owner that will keep us on our journey of where we're going, but what's on your learning menu or your implementations that you feel would be the next game changer for the company? Nothing. Take some of my own advice. This is a good moment for the team. Like, what's he going to do next? Actually, we're just going to stabilise everything we have done because it's been a rapid year of implementation and growth and get the return back on all these implementations.
1: And look, and and that return, you know, is in many different ways and I'd like to see everyone get that return individually on themselves, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, this, this year... I think, you know, without realizing it's, it's been a really emotional year. It's been a, a really tumultuous year. And, you know, just, so I just really want to enjoy some stability and some predictiveness in, in the, in the year ahead, because it's just been a crazy year. I, I distinctly remember probably one of my hardest moments in my life and probably one of my most defining moments in my life was March this year. And I had the conversation with you. I had the conversation with the most influential people in my life, and I was at the crossroad of do I turn around to the people that have stood by me and ask them to share in the pain of what was coming? And, you know, the majority of businesses and and a lot of friends very close to me clipped their staff wages by 50% or by 30%. JobKeeper wasn't available, wasn't around. And everyone's like, we are going to, into, you know, a, a war zone and we need to trim up. And I, and I was meant to go, you know, accountants and solicitors and everyone, I was meant to go to the team and say, look, guys, we're, we're taking your haircut for this much. There's going to be an equalization payment coming as a result of that. Like after, after nine months, we'll look at it and do an equalization payment, but you need to dig into your supers to keep going. And we're doing this to make sure we're okay in the in the in the time ahead, and, and 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 a lot of businesses did that, and the staff retention was almost 100%. So it was purely absorbed by the crew, and you know maybe maybe the business as well in time to come. But I turned around and said to another close friend of mine, said, look, mate, these guys have been with you a long time. You you know your A team, your B team, and you know these guys have stood by you, you've put your kids through school, you've bought your home, you've bought investments, bought your office and set up your office. And, you know, these guys are stuck by you through their hard times. And, you know, if you've got the capacity or you've got the ability to to even try to see this through, what's going to happen with COVID, it's very easy now to make this comment, but at that time we, we were looking into complete darkness. And if you've got that ability, then I think you'll win the loyalty of your team more than if you clip their wings. And I had a meeting with the team, and I said, "Guys, look, I'm not going to ask for thirty or forty or fifty percent less from you in your wages. Full stop. I'm taking this. I'm not terminating anyone. As a result." full stop, you know, so that, I think there was a lot of people that was head fucking arm, am I going to lose my job in Australia, in our office, in D.Y., in everywhere. Across the world. Across the world. And to know that for for some, I know, some particular people in the business that I've had conversation with after that was a really powerful, powerful thing. But I said, what I do want is I do want 30% more out of you or 50% more out of you, and I'm not talking about hours. And honestly, i like, I, I don't know if it was my imagination or if it actually did happen, but I just felt that every single person in the business took it in their stride and forged forward, and I, I think that just multiplied out into the marketplace. So it multiplied from, from the crew out to our direct customers, our landlords, our sellers, out to our uh, uh, the people following our followers, our tribe, our family, and that was, for me,
0: it was um, was, was great. What a magical moment, and here we are. We're going into Christmas. We're all going to have some turkey and ham, Uh, enjoy an amazing break, and come back in 21 and progress this thing, like some great lessons, some great implementations. Uh, Everyone's still together. Uh, I think the next couple of years are an exciting time in real estate, probably the most exciting time I've seen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm from, do I? Wow. And yeah. So, Mark, great little interview. This is a one we're going to have to review halfway through the year and at the end of next year as well, because that's what recording is about, capturing that moment in time. Life moves so fast and we want to reflect back and say, you know, what was the market wrap of 2020? Uh, we did do many great things and wonderful things. Not everything goes right, not everything goes wrong, but we're all still together. We're moving forward. But for all team members listening to this very important audio, what's in you next? You know, And and do it for you, nobody else. Compare yourself against your own goals, but get your time management right. Why? So you get home on time. Get your commitments right, so you feel better about yourself reaching your commitments. Improve your skills. Get on the learning. Watch the webinar. Go out and do something that's different to your thing. Get on a bike and experience a different noise, but do something because only you can focus on you And as a group, we are a business community here at Novak, and I'm part of that community. You know, we don't come to work to just be part of a team anymore. We're a community. And then this community's got to service the the outer community. Then the outer community looks after the inner community. But it is Mm. very different when you see it as a business community. No-one's just got a place to go to work anymore. That's all ended. We've all got to contribute. We've all got to keep learning so that we can progress the whole thing forward. Mark Novak, thank you for joining me. Come to Thailand with us,
1: everybody. Come and ride. Come to Thailand. And one other thing, this was done for everyone in the office only. So the nice thing with that is if I was to go out to dinner with any of the crew, one on one, two on two, whatever, this would be the conversation that I'd love to have with everyone individually. So
0: it's really cool that you've done this and we've done it this way. All done with no notification in beautiful real-time training, training on demand. Mark, thanks for joining us. Happy fucking New Year.